Good evening, everyone. I want to extend a very special welcome to all of you to the Rothko Chapel for the annual interfaith Thanksgiving service. I have two orders of business. Uh, first of all are the house rules. That's really bad in a chapel, isn't it? But we're going to think about the three P's tonight. And those are phones, pictures, and presents. So what we ask you to do is kind of standard piece. And let me, let me just do this real quickly. Who is here for the first time? Good group of people. And look around those who have been here before. And uh, we hope you'll come back because this is part of our ongoing community gathering part. But what we do is we really ask if you would silence your cell phones, refrain from taking pictures, and in doing so, we enhance the presence of being both in the sacred and also being with each other. And uh, try it, and it works. I know it's really radical, but try it. It really works. The other thing I want to lift up are three things today. Remembrance, thanks, and resolve. We're here tonight at a time, as we all know in our own community, we have really gone through a lot of turmoil, turbulence, lost homes, uh, we've had family, friends, I've had co-workers, as you, board members that have lost their homes. A lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen in this community. But as we remember back in those days, there was uncertainty in the Caribbean, uncertainty in Mexico, recently in Iran with the, the earthquakes there. It's just it's this world that we live in where so often there is uncertainties about the sense of the future. And I think most importantly, that sense of security that we all want and need to have as human beings. Which then leads me to my second point, which is thanks. It is really at those times where we have a crisis, where we suddenly see the best of each other and the best of community and humankind. In that sense of coming together across all the lines and the divides, neighbors not knowing neighbors literally across the street, where suddenly we find a sense of solidarity. And somewhat innate in that is thanksgiving for that piece about what it means to be part of the human community. And then the last thing, and this is part of tonight, is that resolve to stay together. Because it's so easy, as we know, that once the tide waters go back, once the last tremor happens, we suddenly have ability to revert to patterns before, in spite of what we just saw that moment of what we can be about. And we know that the recovery here in this city is going to take years ahead. And so what we know in the ecumenical and the interfaith world and the world just general, we're a lot more powerful when we're together than when we're apart. And so hopefully this service tonight can be a bit of all of that, but also most importantly, a time to be able to strengthen our bonds with each other because the work never stops. The community building never stops. And it's just a pleasure to have you this evening as we walk that journey together. And it's uh, my pleasure to a uh, really old dear friend in the ecumenical world, Garland Pohl, who will bring uh, another welcome and set the scene for tonight. Thank you. Good evening. I think David just gave my talk, but uh, <laughs> I want to welcome you all to this 33rd annual Thanksgiving service. We started this many, many years ago in response to an ugly incident here in this city. And we wanted to bring together people so that we could get to know each other and get to appreciate each other 
in our, in our diversity, but also in what we hold in common, which is our humanity and also our service to God and to whatever spiritual path we follow as that leads us into service with each other. We had chosen a theme and shortly after we had chosen that theme, Harvey happened. And so we quickly regrouped and we decided that in response to what we saw and what we experienced, helping each other, which seems like a very simple theme, was in fact the theme of our city. I, like you, received calls from all over the United States and from friends abroad asking what was happening here in Houston, if I was safe, as they were watching what was happening to us in real time on television. I mean, this went around the world as, as it was happening to us, other people were seeing in it and participating in it with us. So uh, this you know, unfolded in front of the world as, as we were experiencing it. Tonight we're gathered here to give thanks for many things in our many and diverse ways. There are nine communities of faith here tonight and each will be reflecting on our theme of helping each other. We're going to be giving thanks and gratitude to God as each of us understands the concept of the divine and of our own spirituality. We're going to be giving thanks to and about and for our leaders here in Houston, our elected leaders who performed so beautifully and so well and so with such commitment but then also to those leaders who, who suddenly developed within our city in response to this disaster. Uh, they rose to the challenge. In other words, the leadership suddenly, which maybe they hadn't known they had before, was being exercised. So tonight uh, we're going to be giving thanks, as I said, for, for those many, many people and uh, uh, many things that happened. We're also going to give thanks for each other as we responded to the disaster and as we grew together into a more cohesive community, a more caring community, and, and became one in a way that we had not been one before. We weren't just lucky. That wasn't what happened in Houston. We were intentional in the way we, we responded to Harvey. And uh, we didn't run away in, in we, nobody ran away as, uh, as, as though there were fear guiding us. We ran toward the disaster. And that was the beautiful thing. And that's what everybody around the country commented on was how people just sort of went toward the problems, toward the trouble. People who never knew they could do that all of a sudden felt called and had, had the courage to do that. So those are the things that we are giving thanks for tonight. Um, the courage and the purpose that people felt in service to each other. So let us begin. Good evening. The following are from the Baha'i Writings. We prescribe unto all men that which will lead to the exaltion of the word of God amongst his servants, and likewise to the advancement of the world of being 
and the uplift of souls. To this end, the greatest means is education of the child. To this much each and all hold fast. We have verily laid this charge upon you in manifold tablets as well as in my most holy book. Well is it with him who deferreth thereto. Be generous in prosperity and thankful in adversity. Be worthy of the trust of thy neighbor and look upon him with a bright and friendly face. Be a treasure to the poor and an admonisher to the rich, an answerer of the cry of the needy, and a preserver of the sanctity of thy pledge. Be fair in thy judgment and guarded in thy speech. Be unjust to no man and show all meekness unto all men. Be as a lamp unto them that walk in darkness, a joy to the sorrowful, a sea for the thirsty, a haven for the distressed, an upholder and defender of the victim of oppression. be giving the reflection on the Baha'i passage that we just heard. From a Baha'i perspective, service is the highest station that any human being could ever achieve. This is our greatest purpose, and as part of the, our purpose for creation is to know and to love God, and perhaps the best way that we can show love for God is to love our fellow man, to, lo to love all of cre his creation, for to be prejudiced and judge any of them is really, in essence, to deny our faith and our love for God. And of course, our ego would love to nothing more than to denounce and deny and to be prejudiced of others. So the highest station of service to humanity is also that we serve God one day at a time, each moment, by subduing our egos, the insistent self that wants anything but that which is godlike. And from a Baha'i perspective, with service, the highest form of service to humanity is the education, the proper spiritual education of children. It is also that children must be guided. They must be encouraged to be of service, not just by doing, but also learning to receive kindness and to observe kindness. In psychology, it's interesting that psychologists have observed and studied and and recognize that service, doing, observing, and receiving kindness is one of the most important and healthiest things for a human being, even in overcoming depression. And as human beings, we must have meaning. Human beings can't live without meaning, not even to get up. Think about each morning. It takes, we have to have a meaning or a purpose just to get out of bed. And service is that purpose. It gives us a reason for being, fulfilling our highest purpose. It may not be fully clear to humanity just yet, but from a Baha'i perspective, each 
of the great religions throughout time. They are all a part of one unfolding truth to uplift, to edify humanity, and to see that service, just like the organs of the body, provide a service to us. Our organs ask of nothing, just proper nutrition. And our organs serve us so that the body can live. And we too are the body. We are the organs. Each one of us are the cells and organs that enable humanity to function. Thank you. I'm using the Indian language, Pali Buddhism, that is the Theravada Buddhism. So there's a scripture from the teaching of the Buddha and also the blessing to you all. So before that, I will chant this uh, paying homage to the Buddha. Namo tassa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. Namo tassa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. Namo tassa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. So the Dhamma was 118. Unnanche parupuriso kaira, kaira nang puna punam, tamhi chandan kaira ta, sukho punyasa uchayo. This is Indian language. So it's Pali during the Asoka time. Again, Punang che puriso kaira, kaira nam puna punam, tanghi chandang kaira ta, sukho punyasa uchayo. So they're giving the blessing to you. Bhavantu sapamangalang rakhandu sabadevata, sapabuddha nubhavena sadasuthi bhavantu te. Bhavantu sapamangalang rakhandu sabadevata, sabadhamma nubhavena sadasuthi bhavantu te. Bhavantu sapamangalang rakhandu sabadevata, sapasangha nubhavena sadasuthi bhavantu te. Nakatayakabhutanam, papagahaniwarana, paritasanubhavena, handute sang upatawe. Deo was to kalena, sasa sampati he to Pito bhavatulo kocha, raja bhavatutamiko. So the last one, Sabbe Buddha balapatta. Pache kanan chayambalang arahantanan chatejena rakam bandami sapaso sabbe buddha balapatta pache kanan chayambalang arahantanan chatejena rakam bandami sapaso sabbe buddha balapatta pache kanan chayambalang arahantanan chatejena rakam bandami sapaso so our friend will I'll tell you the meaning. Thank you. Hi. So I'm Charlene Chuang from the Buddhist faith. Thanks, um, Venerable Kataponya, sharing us with us 
three different uh, parts of the Pali reciting. And the first part is actually a tradition of the Theravada Buddhists to pay homage to Buddha when visiting a place of worship or before starting a meditation center. So it's really good and appropriate for today. The conventional translation is printed on your brochure. Basically, we're paying homage to our um, blessed one, the exalted one, the fully enlightened one. However, the Buddha himself said that the best way to pay homage to him is actually to learn Dharma and to follow the path he taught to enlightenment. In Buddhism, Dharma means cosmic law and order or natural phenomena. It also means the teaching of the Buddha and Dharma shows the way to the final ending of all suffering. So the second part is actually picked out for today's theme of helping other, verse 118 from Dhammapada. Dhammapada is actually one of the primary collection of teaching attributed to the Buddha. These verses are Buddha's answer to a question that was put forward to him on various occasions. Um, so the translation actually is in your brochure. It says, if a man does what is good, he should do it again and again. He should take delight in it. The accumulation of merits leads to happiness. This verse is chosen because we're deep, we're all deeply touched by the humanity we observe in Houston during and after Harvey. People donated money, household goods, and provided their helping hands to each other. All these actions were performed with the pure mind of helping others and are driven only with altruistic motives. Buddhism emphasized the importance of conducting good deeds in everyday life, serving, helping others without anticipating any return and consider our good, that that's the good deeds, of definition of good deeds. Helping others selflessly cultivates compassion and generate good karma. The third part is the Pali chanting for protection. He emphasized the Buddhists take, that Buddhists take refuge in the great virtue of the quality of the three jewel, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Buddha is the fully enlightened one. The Dharma is the teaching expounded by the Buddha. The Sangha is the mon monastic order of Buddhism that practice the Dharma. The power of this protective recital will bless us by generating harmony, peace, happiness, and prosperity in the world. A reading from Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. I will read in Mandarin Chinese. 
有一个律法师起来试探耶稣说：“夫子，我该做什么才可以重受永生？”耶稣对他说：“律法上写的是什么？你念的是怎样呢？”他回答说：“你要尽心、尽性、尽力、尽意爱主你的神，又要爱邻舍如同自己。”耶稣说：“你回答的是，你这样行就必得永生。”那人要显明自己有理，就对耶稣说：“谁是我的邻舍呢？”耶稣回答说：“有一个人从耶路撒冷下耶利哥去，落在强盗手中，他们剥去了他的衣裳，把他打个半死，就丢下他走了。偶然有一个祭司从这条路下来，看见他，就从那边过去了。”又有一个利未人来到这地方，看见他，也照样从那边过去了。唯有一个撒玛利亚人行路来到那里，看见他，就动了慈心，上前用用油和酒洒在他的伤口处，包裹好了，扶他骑上自己的牲口，带到店里去照应他。第二天，拿出二钱银子来交给店主，说：“你且照应他，此外所费用的，我回来必还你。”你想，这三个人哪一个是落在强盗手中的灵舍呢？他说是怜悯他的。耶稣说：“你去照样行吧Dr. Zhou just read a passage from Gospel from Luke chapter ten, his native language and my native language is Mandarin Chinese, so English is our second language. But when I think about the theme for this evening, help each other, a common English expression comes to my mind, which is the Good Samaritan. As you may know, this phrase comes from a story that Jesus told. It must have been a thought-provoking story, because the audiences of Jesus were Jews, and Jews and Samaritans were hostile toward each other for centuries. They had many prejudices and even hatreds toward each other. Religious differences and conflicts were. At least partially, if not completely, responsible for the bad relationship between the two groups of peoples. But in Jesus' story of the Good Samaritan, the hero, the good guy, was not the Jewish religious leader, not the Pharisee, not the priest or the Levite. No, the good guy was a despised Samaritan. Now think about it. Why did Jesus do that? What's the point that Jesus tried to get across? I don't think Jesus told the story to tell the world that religious beliefs do not matter. He did not tell the story to tell his audience and us that all religions are equally bad or 
are some sort of poison to the society or the opiums of the people. No, I don't think that's the purpose of that story. As a Christian, I believe Jesus told the story to show us what true religion is all about. Jesus wants us to know that love of God and the love of our neighbors are at the heart of true religion. But the question is this, who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor that deserves my compassion, my generosity, who is worthy of my love and my help? And, the, and the, think about this, and from whom shall I receive help if I am robbed and beaten and left half dead in the ditch? According to the story of the Good Samaritan, we are neighbors to one another, despite our religious, ethnic, cultural, or political differences, despite our different social economic status or our different accents. Jesus says everyone in trouble, everyone in crisis deserves our compassion and our sympathy. Jesus says that my needs and your needs, my hardships and your hardships, my crisis and your crisis, my troubles and your troubles, my fears and your fears are what unite us, not divide us. Jesus says those things can unite us in, the, in our common humanity and unite us in gentleness, in kindness, in mutual understanding and mutual help. If I'm in trouble, if I am stripped and beaten up and left half dead in the ditch, I will accept help from anybody. I'm not going to check you know, his or her you know, religious or ethnic or cultural background. No, I'm not going to ask whether that person belongs to my race or to my religion or speak my language or share my accent. I believe you will do the same if you end up in a ditch. Good evening, everyone. I am representing Hinduism, following the from Vedas and Upanishads. Om Tantum Tanvan Rajasobhanum Manvihi Jyotishmataha Pathorakshadhyakritan Anulvanam Vayatajo Guvamapo Manurbhava Janaya Daivyam Janam Om Yam Medham Devaganaha P 
पितरश्चोपासते तया मामेधयाने मेधावीन कुरु ओचिदेव पितृदेव आचार्यदेव अतिथिदेव शांति 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 Namaste good evening we are conscious human beings with instruments of body and mind our two principal functions are acquisition of knowledge that is incoming and outgoing action so what we have just now heard we want to see the interplay of knowledge and action human beings are different from animals birds and all other species they behave as they are programmed they follow their instinct their natural knowledge that is embedded in their mind when they are born whereas we human beings use our intellect to evaluate multiple options and finally choose one from them we are confronted with the dualities of right and wrong truth and untruth good and bad virtue and vice do's and don'ts and so on they are always right if you are also programmed to be always right then we would also be another animal we the tiny consciousness in human form cherish this freedom given to us by the supreme consciousness with freedom comes the accountability in form of the law of karma we must face the consequences of what we finally do our acts works and deeds also called karma give rise to a unique feature among human beings that is categorization among our society we have some good people and some bad and many people are average human beings while in other species all lions are good lions all cows are good cows and so on and so forth so let's look at it many of us are average good humans as they give and take in equal measure called manushya in the vedic terminology they are average humans but some are too bad who give pain and suffering to others and take away others goodness the term is for them is rakshas demons like they look like human beings but they are not worthy of human beings yet there are many noble people who give goodness to others without expecting anything in return they are called devata they are the noble people in our society the categories among human beings are formed by our actions and not our karma and not by our knowledge we may have high knowledge but a person is determined to be a good or bad human being depending on his actions karma and not by knowledge though true knowledge may inspire us to perform good karma in the first verse from rigveda we are told that human life involves mundane activities 
to earn livelihood. However, we must be cautious that we do not slip down on the ladder of humanity. We must be at least a manushya, a common human being, what we look alike, what we look like. We merely have to hear the inner voice, the conscience, when the supreme consciousness speaks to us direct. So if we are listening to our inner voice, the conscience, we are likely to save ourselves from going to the downslide. We will at least be worthy of the human being. Furthermore, we must attempt to inculcate devatva within us, that divinity, and rise to become a devata by helping others in need. There is always something that we have in access and some unfortunate person is deprived of and we can give it to him or at least share with him. The choices are generated, evaluated and selected by our intellect. The second verse of Yajurveda seeks to purify the intellect to a lofter level called Medha. That is possessed by noble people, devtas. Pure intellect will produce pure thoughts and that will make my karma loftier. The third verse from the Tati Upanishad unfolds a secret that it is the grand design of the Supreme Consciousness that every woman and every man becomes a Devta when she becomes a mother and he becomes a father. The day we become a mother or a father, we enjoy in giving to our child. Outside our homes, we may want to grab things from others, but when we return home, we always want to give back to our child and we enjoy, we derive enjoyment in giving to our child, which is very unusual. Usually we derive enjoyment in grabbing things. This is a fantastic benevolent design of the Supreme Being that not only she speaks direct to us in the form of conscience, she makes us a Devta in a very natural manner, albeit in our tiny orbit of a small family. The challenge is to widen the orbit and include more and more people and other species in our fold for whom we can become a devta. All mothers and fathers say right words to their children, but they may, they may fail in their actions. That is the meaning of mati devo, pitti devo. They are naturally devtas, but they are not a very high level devta. And that's what the challenge is. Teachers must discharge good actions. Besides good words, they must show their good archer. That's why they're they are called as Acharya Deva. Yet most superior are those people, not only whose thoughts, whose words and actions, but even thoughts are of the high value, and they are worthy of coming to us in our home without any appointment. They are called as Atithi Deva. The bottom line is, become a Devta, give money and material goods, time, knowledge or whatever, even a soothing word with a smile to one who needs it. That is what is the message from the Vedic literature that we have recited. Thank you very much. A very good evening to all of you. I am representing Jainism. Vayavachenam bhanti jive kim janayai Vayavachenam tithayar naam gottam kammam nibandhai Lord Mahavira, Jain's last Tirthankar, 
सरका 2500 बीसी वाज आस्क्ड बाय हिज चीफ डिसाइपल नेम्ड इंद्रभूति गौतम व्हाट डज अ पर्सन गेट इन रिटर्न फॉर हिज सर्विस टू द कम्युनिटी लॉर्ड महावीरा आंसर्ड दैट ही बाइंड्स स्पेशल कर्मास नॉन एज नाम गोत्र कर्मा दैट कैन रिजल्ट इन द पर्सन बीइंग बोर्न एज ए तीर्थंकर इन फ्यूचर लाइफ बलम थामम च पेहाय सद्धा मारोग मप्पणो खेतम कालम च विन्नाय तह पाणम निजुंजय नोइंग आर ऑन स्ट्रेंथ एंड्योरेंस फेथ वेलबींग एंड द एप्रोप्रिएटनेस ऑफ प्लेस एंड टाइम वी शुड इंडल्स इन पायस एक्टिविटीज सच एज हेल्पिंग दोज इन नीड टू द बेस्ट ऑफ आर एबिलिटी परस्परोपग्रहो जीवानाम हेल्पिंग ईच अदर इज द एसेंस ऑफ लाइफ वैयावृत्यम कृतम ये न मुने रुग्णस्य भावत मम सेवा कृता तेन ब्रूते तीर्थंकरो महान तीर्थंकरास दोज हु एस्टाब्लिश रिलीजन जेन्स गॉड इन सिंपल टर्म्स सेट द प्रोवाइडिंग हेल्प टू द पीपल इन द कम्युनिटी हु आर सिक और हु आर फॉलन इन टू बैड टाइम्स इज द सेम एज द सर्विस डन फॉर मी First of all I would like to pay my reverence to his holiness Acharya Shri I'm going to do reflection on Jain hymns which is related to Jain scriptures it is originally written in Sanskrit and Prakrit languages Jain scriptures emphasize two fundamental aspects the first one that we are extremely fortunate to be being born as a human being for it is only in and through this human life we can attain salvation we can achieve liberation that is known as nirvana the second aspect that the purpose of every human life is to take actions that leads to the purification of soul helping each other our theme today is one of the many ways to purify our soul it requires selfless dedication which comes from the innate qualities of our soul such as compassion love caring and sharing mindset with the exception of the first hymn the other three hymns which was presented here by samni kanchan pragya ji are illustrating these aspects of jainism the first hymn that was originally taken taken from dashvekalik sutra talks about being born as a tirthankar is the fruit of such pursuits again i would say thanks for uh, thanks for giving us an opportunity to come here and share our knowledge with you and i would say a very happy thanksgiving to all of you and communities who you, you represent
थैंक यू Good evening. I'm going to be chanting in Hebrew from the prophet Isaiah chapter 58 verses 6 through 12. Hallozeh tsomev kharehu pateyach kharzu botresha hater agudot mota Veshalach ritzutzim chofshim vecholmotatinateku Halofaros laraev lachmecha veaniyim mirudim tavivayit kitireh arom vechisito Umibsarecha lo titalam Azibaka kashachar orecha Va'aruchatecha meherati itzmach Ve'halach lefanecha tzidkecha Kevod Adonai ya'asfecha Ahastikra va Adonai yaaneh teshava vayomar hineni im tasir mitochacha motah shelach etzba vedaberaven vetafeik laraev nafshecha. Venefeshna ana taspia vizarach pachoshech orecha vaafelatecha katsaharayim venachacha adonai tahamid vehisbia betzachzachot nafshecha Ve'atzmotecha yachalitz Ve'hayita kegan raveh Uchmotzahamayim Ashelo yichazvu meimav Uvanu mimecha charvot olam Mosdei dovador Tikomem vekoralecha godeher peretz mishovev nitivot lashavet.
This text comes from the Haftarah, a reading from the prophets, that is recited on the morning of my tradition's holiest day, Yom Kippur. It reminds us that what God desires of us is to act in partnership with the divine to bring deliverance to the world. We are called to help one another, to build each other up and stand together in the face of injustice. When we heed the call of God to aid those in distress and fight against evil, God will hold us up. God will strengthen our reach. This time of year gives us an opportunity to pause, reflect, and be grateful. We are blessed to stop and acknowledge all the good that has been going on in our great city. People come together across racial, religious, and cultural differences. We are all Houstonians standing together. It is easy to be lost in times of distress and darkness, but we can make it through those challenging times by joining together. As we join together and help one another, a godly light of goodness serves as a beacon to bring us into safe harbor. This Thanksgiving, may we be thankful for the blessings we have received as we partner with God to help one another. And may we be inspired and sustained to continue to help one another so that we can be called repairer of the fallen walls, restorer of the lanes of habitation. Good evening, everyone. I'll be reciting the verses from the Holy Quran in Arabic. Fasbahtum bi ni'matihi ikhwana 
وكنتم على شفا حفرة من النار فأنقذكم منها كذلك يبين الله لكم ما ياته لعلكم لعلكم تهتدون صدق الله العظيم and the narration from the prophet peace be upon him لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه The reflections will be done by myself as well. And the verse that is in front of us, and the beautiful individuals that are in front of me, and what everyone has brought to, you know, today and said, is the message that I would like to share with everyone. That hold on firmly to the rope of God, and do not let the differences that should not divide us, divide us. Bring the beauty of humanity to the table and watch how all of you can hold on to that, to that rope of God very firmly. Rather, it might be with the beauty of education or the beauty of merits and rectifying the soul or whether it's being that beautiful neighbor and sharing the mercy or rather, and, and whether it's being that supreme, trying to become that perfect human being that we should all aim to become. Loving the mothers, loving the fathers, respecting the teachers, honoring the guests, and everything else that everyone brought. Everyone brought today a beautiful piece of that rope that if we all learn, on, learn to hold on to it, God says you will not, you will not separate. He shares with us that and remember the blessing of God upon you. That when these, when these pieces of ropes were not available for us, how did we live with, amongst one another? We allowed ethnic differences to cause hatred. We, we allowed religious differences to cause hatred. We allowed this, the color of our skin tone, the accent of our speech, the language or dialect that we chose to address others in, cause hatred. What, but rather, all these things are supposed to unite us. They're all supposed to help us understand one beautiful thing, that we are different from other animals that are out there. God has made us like the other animals. We have, there's, there's a survival for the fittest out there. But there's a blessing that God gave us as human beings. He hasn't given anyone, none of the other animals. And that is the intellect. Why? So we can be civilized. We can bring that mercy to the table. We can bring that mercy to one another. We can close the gaps. We can educate ourselves, our children. We can be, the, that good neighbor. We can hold our, we can bring the merits, the proper merits that we need to bring into our lives. And moreover, all of this helps us connect 
using that intellect, helping us realize, wow, we're, we're so much more similar than we thought we were, and recognize with this conscious and intellect God gave us that I'm watching you and I'm with you. Just reach your hand out and I promise to give you the rope. I promise to give you the rope. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he said, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخي ما يحب لنفسي There is no way you can claim that you believe in God until you love for yourself what you love for your brother, what you love for mankind. Today we love for ourselves not to be judged, but we are the first ones to judge. We love for ourselves to be in safety, to be secure, to be educated, but we don't love that for others. We get so offended when someone points the finger at us. So we choose to point the finger back, not realizing three are pointing back at me. They are, we are all reflections of each other. We all are reflections of each other. And if we help see the good in each other, automatically we'll see our own faults. And if we improve our own faults, we have improved our reflection. May God give us the ability to understand, implement, and convey to others. Thank you so much. Good evening. I am belong to Sikhism and my language Gurmukhi Punjabi. Vaheguru Ji Ka Khalsa, Vaheguru Ji Ki Fateh. Ek Pita, Ek Sikhe Ham Barik, Tu Mera Gurhai. Ek Pita, Ek Sikhe Ham Barik, तू मेरा गुरहाई सुन मीता जियो हमारा बल बल जासी हर दर्शन देहो दिखाई सुन मीता जियो हमारा बल बल जासी हर दर्शन देहो दिखाई वाहिब्रज का खालसा वाहिब्रज की पत्नी थैंक यू Very good evening to all of you. I represent Sikhism, which is one of the main five world faiths now. We are at number five numerically in the world. Sikhism was founded by Guru Nanak, who was born in the year 1469. So almost 548 years world faith is Sikhism. And the basic theology of Sikhism is that there is only one supreme being that is God. All human beings are sons and daughters. We are the progeny of just one God. So only one Divine Father and also Divine Mother 
combined in God and we are the blessed sons and daughters of that one God. That was the theme recitation which our head priest from Sikh National Center recited to you. Now coming to the subject helping each other, Sikhism says that irrespective of the ethnicities, countries of our birth and our world faiths, our destination of human life is just one. The real purpose of human life is that we have come from the supreme divine power God to this world to elevate our spiritual stages and we must go back to that prime source. That is the real purpose of life. And all the world faiths, their different paths leading to just one destination that is divine realization which can be possible only through self-realization because as per the Sikh philosophy real temple of God is this human body. Every soul is divine. So every soul has to be respected. When we understand this divine principle then we are bound to recognize each other on equal footing, respect each other with all reverence and also help each other in whatever capacity we can. So Sikhism primarily believes in seva. Seva means service to humanity. The founder of Sikhism said that every good human being must lead a family life, must earn his or her own livelihood. Those earnings must be shared, just like the Christianity principle of Taide, we are also contributing one-tenth of our earnings for the common cause, for the cause of the humanity. And recently, disaster relief has been provided by the Sikh community. I was nominated as disaster relief manager for America by United Six, which is an international body and we are linked to United Nations. We have been visiting different countries wherever humanity needs help, we try to provide. And here in Houston alone, at Sikh National Center, represented by my friend Amrik Singh, head priest, more than 60 truckloads of help, they were sent to this location from throughout America by our Sikh people. And we distributed all those articles to the hurricane-affected people. And even in the other states, for example, Florida, our people have been going. Now, there has been some problem with the Rohingya. So, our people have gone to that country also to help the Muslim brethren. 
and our teachings say that focus should be on being a good human being. If you are a Christian, be a good Christian. If you are a Muslim, be a good Muslim. If you are a Hindu, be a good Hindu. And by that logic, if I am a Sikh, I must be a good Sikh. Our tenth Guru says, Hindu, Turk, Ko, Rafzi, Imam Shafi, Mans ki jat sabay ek pehchan. We may be born in any world faith. We may be believing in any world faith. But as intelligent, God-blessed human beings, we must recognize God is one. We are all one and being one, we must stand by each other in different situations of our lives. So God bless you all. Thank you. I'll be representing Zoroastrianism. Yatau Eryo Ataratush Ashachitacha Vangeyush Dasdao Maningo Shautananam Angeyush Mazdai Shatrimcha Aurai Ayam Dregubyo Dalatvastarim Yatau Eryo Ataratush Ashachitacha Vangeyush Dasdao Maningo Shyautananam Angeyush Mazdai Shatrimcha Aurai Ayam Dregubyo Dadadvastarim Yatau Velyo Ataratush Ashachitacha Vangeyush Dasdao Maningo Shyautananam Angeyush Mazdai Shatrimcha Aurai Ayam Dregubyo Dadadvastarim Ashim Vahu Vaistamasti Ushtavasti Ushtavamai Yaudashai Vaistai Ashim Ashim Vahu Vaistamasti Ushtavasti Ushta Ammai Yaudashai Vaistai Ashim Thank you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. As I was searching for thoughts to write tonight's reflections related to our topic, an image flashed through my mind that is of a beautiful painting, a very poignant painting, created by Constant Meyer, which hangs in the American Gallery at the Museum of Fine Arts, Houston. This painting depicts the Civil War. It depicts the fallen and someone who is battered. And yet, it reflects the spirit of helpfulness, the spirit 
of, or let's say, the recognition of the human spirit. Throughout these past few months, following Harvey, Houston has experienced this recognition of human spirit, where fellow Houstonians have reached out to each other in their hour of need, irrespective of color, caste, or creed. It was their conscience reaching out in the form of moral duty towards all living beings, man and animals alike. The concept of helping each other is not merely a transient thought or act. As a Zartushti, I would like to share some of its attributes that are reflected in the songs of Zarathustra, namely the Gathas. The spirit of helpfulness emerges from a sense of duty. The Gathas stress, duty is to be done for the sake of duty. Do one's duty honestly and leave the rest to God. The spirit of helpfulness is further elucidated through acts of selflessness. This is reflected by thought-provoking and beautiful precepts. All actions are to be selfless for the good of mankind and for the progress of the world. One is not to be content with good thoughts and words alone, but put them into practice for the good of the world. And there is this continuous emphasis about being good, universal good. Happiness to him who gives happiness to others. May Shatravarya or divine power lead us towards the service of mankind. To reiterate the Ahunavar prayer that our young Erva just narrated. Blessings to all those who selflessly serve their fellow human beings. Let the spirit of human recognition continue to prevail. Let us continue to be used and strong. Let us continue to be Texas strong. Let us continue to be universally strong in our endeavors to help each other and turn our world into a more peaceable kingdom. I was inspired eventually to spell out the word help in four poetic lines. H, humta hukta havrashta, good thoughts, words, and deeds. E, extended to all through pure empathy. L, love and compassion towards all in need. P, purity in actions, selfless in deeds. And finally, with thoughts that Charles Dickens would have expressed, many blessings to all, and to all, a good life. This is the anticlimax. <laughs> I think we got it. We've heard the command, help each other, 
We've heard the indicative, you are helping each other. And we heard the conditional, if you help each other then, with a description of what follows. I want to invite all of our traditions, which seem unanimous in this, to reflect further about why that should be given in our sacred scriptures. What's the root of a command or an indicative or a questioning or conditional? Why in the world should the creating power give that instruction to us? I remember when I was a child growing up in Houston that in elementary school our teacher would threaten us with what, we, what was called our permanent record. <laughs> Worse than the report card, anything that was on your permanent record stayed there through school and throughout the rest of your life. Your permanent record included things like completes projects on time or runs with scissors. <laughs> I would say all of you now have something added to your permanent record. Praise well with others. <laughs> I want to thank the Rothko Chapel, particularly David and Ashley and all of the staff whose names I don't know for all that you have done in helping us this evening and always in our common celebrations. I want to ask the leaders if you will remain for just a few moments while we take a picture, a, gr a group photo uh, for all of you. I want to ask all the rest of you to gather in the patio in just a moment as we have refreshments, but before you do that, when you stand up, introduce yourself and share something about who you are to your neighbor, because we are certainly diverse. We are Houston. I could almost end with saying, I love Jose Altuve, and people would cheer. <laughs> You are all most valuable players in this wonderful story that we have. Let us go in peace. Thank you.